0: For vacuous centrism, see Rory Stewart and ask him about his bow. For calculating, simple and easy to digest centrism, look no further than Boris. Forget Brexit, I know you all wish you could, and concentrate for a moment on the good old-fashioned political positioning of Boris, and therefore the Conservative Party. There's an old political mantra that says elections are won and lost on the centre ground. That seemed to change when we voted to leave the EU. A new axis emerged of Leave and Remain and instead of pursuing leave, as the voters told her to do, Theresa May embarked on a mission to produce the centrist version of Brexit. Half leave, half remain, with arguably the worst parts of both. Literally only a politician would have ever come up with it. And combined with a complete lack of negotiating skills, most of which a five-year-old already understands, but public servants do not, we ended up where we are today, on the threshold of leaving, and with a new PM positioning himself for a general election. Leaving is a vote-winner. That was proven in 2016 and it still staggers me that senior politicians of all parties didn't just rush to where the voters were, trying to claim them for their own. But Boris is going further than just espousing a love of leaving. He's articulating a set of views on the state and the economy that are extremely popular. I'm referring of course to his championing of capitalism and how it funds our treasured public services. He doesn't champion capitalism because it's virtuous or because of its morality. He wouldn't know how. He champions it because he knows a market economy is the only way to pay for the things that the vast, vast majority of this country think have to be run by the state. Schools, hospitals, roads. He probably knows, and this remains to be tested, that taxes need to be lowered and regulations slashed in order to encourage economic growth and allow innovation in the productive private sector. But he also knows that nobody questions these socialised parts of our lives like health and education. Politicians like May, Cameron, and Miliband decided that the centre ground was shifting ever leftwards, mistaking the public's liberal views on society, age, sexual orientation, gender, sex, race, pick and equality, as signals that economic policies of the left should be steered towards too, instead of seeing that economic liberalism was the other form of freedom that people needed to get on with their lives. None of them ever put up a defence of capitalism, and this is where Boris differs. He embodies what I've taken to call carteism. A pick-and-choose approach where the so-called best of both ends of that spectrum are taken, rather than merely charting a moderate middle ground of watered-down policies. It's extreme versions of both ends, but a cunning mix that the country is familiar with. Of course you want your health service run and owned by the state. Of course government owns the roads. But what's new is this other, of course. Let the market of everything else grow and generate the money I need to pay for it all. If you ask people what they believe the government should do, it's just that which is why Boris is going to win the next election. The great irony is that if it wasn't for Brexit, then those 21 expelled ex-Tories would be queuing at Number 10's door for a photo op and a ministerial car. For this is exactly the kind of centrism they advocate. But blinded by a short-term remain stance, those MPs, along with the majority of the opposition parties and independents, are missing a huge opportunity and the potential realignment of our politics. Leavism and Alacartism. is where the country is.
1: Another edition Sounding Board. If you're listening to it on a podcast, we're now on YouTube. We will post the links uh, underneath. And if you're watching it, we're also a podcast. So you can listen to this on your iPhone or Google Phone or whatever it is.
0: And you'll be pleased to know I'm wearing a different jumper this time. I mean, I'd, so podcast I'd, listeners don't care about this, but you did point out on Twitter today that I was wearing exactly the same jumper in the previous two video editions. I know, and I nearly waited to see if you'd wear it again so I could get a better photo of you wearing it for three occasions. Well, and the thought did cross my mind to always wear that jumper and do like a Zuckerberg, and it'd just be, that's that's the only way I dress. But no, I'm not that weird.
1: No, no worries. Uh, Nick, that article you just read was one that you wrote a month, four or five weeks ago? Yes,
0: it's now uh, middle of November. I wrote that at the beginning of October, October the 8th. Um, uh, and so there was a reference in there to the general election Which not being set; hadn't been called yet. Exactly. Um, well, I don't, I don't even like that term "called" anymore because it used to be that the, the the timing of a general election, other than there being a maximum of five years um, or four years, whatever. Well, it used to be a maximum of four. Maximum, ma- maximum five. Five. But, but most tended to happen would, would be somewhere. after four years because it's a show of
1: strength, and we don't need to we're we not don't need clinging to on
0: exactly. But it, it was called, it was called by the Prime Minister of the day, it was, it was their purview. Um, uh, and obviously there were things like losing confidence in the House of Commons and stuff like that, or rather the House of Commons losing confidence in the Prime Minister, um, but there was a power there that the Prime Minister had, which they no longer have, thanks to the likes of David Cameron, Nick Clegg and uh, good old Oliver Letwin with the Fixed-Term Parliament's Act. So you can't call an election. But... Arguably we've needed one for quite some time. Uh, Other people more intelligent than us have have talked about how it could have been linked to Brexit votes uh, in such a way that meant that either Brexit got through or that there had been a more swift clear-out of the House of Commons and then you go again. Um, we finally, finally got a general election coming on the 12th of December. I wrote this beforehand, seeing how Boris was positioning himself seeing his conference speech. It was pretty much his conference speech that made me write that, but obviously he had other appearances and stuff as well. Um, and then on November the 5th of all days, uh, see what you're wearing, see what you're wearing there. Um, again, for our listener, uh, you're wearing a, a hoodie. Uh, with beef for Vendetta
1: mask on it. Uh, yeah,
0: a very iconic image now. Uh, and it's, it's the mask that um, uh, Anonymous used to wear, isn't it? They, yeah, you I, think hear I, about think, I think they still do. Yeah, yeah, yeah still do. which are like the hacker group or whatever, aren't they? Um, but uh, yeah. but yeah, so remember, remember the 5th of November. Uh, the House of Commons didn't get blown up, but it did get dissolved, uh, ready, for the, ready for the general election. Um, and I suppose the reason I started this podcast with reading that was I wanted to set the scene for whether or not we actually think that Boris is gonna gonna win this or not. There've been other things that have happened in the last few days. I mean I after our last recording a week ago, I said I woke up in the middle of the night and it's like, Boris is the heir to Blair. That's that's just that's what he is. He's more so than Cameron, because he's out there really shilling for this and he's saying um that you need the market economy and yeah you know, yeah. People getting rich is fine and all of that, but it's to do with paying for the public service. So, did you see his
1: video that he released yesterday or, or whenever it was? He was yes,
0: this is having a tea break, making
1: himself a cup of tea, He's walking down the corridors and talking about marmite and fish and chips. And I thought this
0: was political genius, frankly. Very, very good. Now, very I'm very good. I've never been that much of a fan, uh, particularly of, of Boris. I've always been wary of him becoming becoming leader. Uh, it's a very low bar, and it has been a low bar for leaders of parties um, in recent years. Um, but I thought this was political genius. I mean, he's so he's so good in front of the camera, anyway. Isn't he just point the camera, start talking to him, and he'll and he'll jabber on, but in that kind of cuddly, friendly way. Um, I, I mean, we could analyse this video to death, I suppose. Um, I mean, there's, I've seen stuff talking about, and I knew it would happen when I watched him make the cup of tea, and I think it's a genius stroke. You know, man of the people make him look normal. He's making his own cup of tea, all of this. Yeah, tea bag in a cup as well, isn't Tea it? bag in a cup, but then there's the whole milk in, milk in after. Do you take the tea bag out first? Do you put milk in after? I've seen all this stuff on Twitter just talking about that, which I think, again, I think it's just genius stuff. Um, he talks about Marmite, whether or not fish and chips or roast dinner was his favourite. To me, this is... This is carefully crafted. Well, it's, and it's, I, it's I don't trying, care trying,
1: that it's to show, So every every other, or, you know, the, the odd questions thrown in was like proper man of the people stuff. So there was, yeah. what are you going to do about this? What are you going to do about that? Which biscuit do you like? Yeah, you know, that kind that kind of thing. So it's it probably trying to show him as a man of the people. And the reason I brought this up was because he says exactly what you're talking about or what you, you talked about in your article. In that on one hand, we've got the free market, which is the best way of generating income. Yes. So we can pay. So the best way of spending is public, you know, for for the public sector and for public services. Yeah. Um, which is that kind of that centrism that you were that you were talking about. So that video. It's not quite the Roy Stewart centrism of like fascism and communism and bringing those two together. No, no, it's at all. It's it's kind of, you know, socialism and free markets trying to trying to
0: somehow. Well, which is why work. I think it's almost Blairism. You know, there's there's, and and because there's still. There's still a lot of freedom stuff in there. And I think Blair was actually quite good at communicating that. Um and there's still a lot of social freedom. But there's the Mandelson as well. Mandelson was very good. Oh, absolutely. And well and and um uh, obviously so was um, Alastair Campbell. Yeah, this is yeah, this is the new Labour. This is the new Labour message. This is this is Boris to me kind of pretending to be New Labour or say or saying, "Hang on a minute. That won loads of votes, didn't it? So why don't we try that?" And it's Constantly going on about the NHS, constantly going on about police and schools. Well, it's, it's the big three, aren't they? They're the, they're the big, they're the big three. And what did you see in the background? I mean, obviously this was like campaign headquarters or whatever in um, in that video. One assumes. And you know he walks past and there's a there's a poster there saying you know ten thousand new police officers and this many doctors or whatever it is. And then he, he walks down the corner and you see another one exactly the same. Now look, I get this. If you're having people campaign for you. You need to have the messages all around them and all of that. But at the same time, this was a carefully crafted video where they needed to make sure that frames of him also had the key messages in the background and stuff as well. But what did you think about those questions, the more personal things? Because I thought they were very carefully crafted to go after particular types of voters.
1: Well, yeah, so that was, was the Marmite question, wasn't there? Which yeah. basically said yes. And that's always gonna, you know, that's always gonna divide people, but in in like a fun way. I think I almost it's almost like you know, we've got the division on Brexit, and they're playing on division. That's, yes. that's how I saw it. They're, they're all deliberately asking questions that um, there were no right or wrong answer. No, but but, but questions where answers divide people anyway. You yes. know, Fish and chips, roast dinner, Marmite, yes or no, this kind of
0: thing. Fish and chips and roast dinner is like you can't you can't compare those two things, can you? But he, but he was forced to take a stand on it. I think like Marmite, fish and chips, all of this, making a cup of tea in a cup. I think that was going after the north. I think that was northern voters. Uh, I think I uh, uh, call it shameless, call it good positioning, uh, good tactics. That's what I think the, the the bulk of that video was going after. It was going after the northern um, northern working class. Okay, so and just it's,
1: I'm not Boris's biggest fan at all. Uh, yeah, but in his defence, do you remember when he brought tea out to those journalists on a tray? Brilliant moment. So, but that was the same kind of tea bug left in and he obviously you know he made them and there was
0: like 10 different mugs yeah he had like he had like a Wasn't smartest a set.
1: mug that i had from an easter egg and, and all sorts it was just like a real eclectic mix exactly. so i think he does make tea like that unless he's been told whenever you make tea in front of a camera <laughs> this is how you do it
0: so um, but uh, you can't fake natural i don't think and him I mean, obviously he's told you're gonna to walk down here you're gonna say this you're gonna go and you make a cup of tea you can go and go in and do that uh, but he made the cup of tea he didn't fumble around there was no I, I, it wasn't I very Edmund much dancing sandwich was it no but I, and I very much doubt that was 10 takes or whatever um he went in he grabbed the mug grabbed the, yeah and it was just everything about the it was like he'd done it a thousand well, times well he knew before. what he was doing he knew where everything was it was, just it proper, was it gosh, was it was the way you but the way you lean in a kitchen to get certain things is you pivoting because you know where you know I need to get something from over there I need to get something over there and it was the lean in and get the and because he's talking to someone like, I'm just going to get the hot water over here but then it's just I need to get the milk and it, it, everything about it said natural to me and I honestly don't care if he did do it a thousand times it's very very clever politics he's trying to win uh, I thought this was a very effective way of doing it but you're right it, it, it had I, don't, I wouldn't say it was the hallmark of it but it was notable which was the ramp up at the end which is public services paid for by a strong economy and the free market and all that.
1: But it was all about so we've got that obviously
0: mentioned the division with Brexit Yes. Like
1: leave or remain so he was, they were asking questions like my, yes or no but again he, he posed another question whereas it's like it's, it's me or Corbyn Yes it's this it's this centre ground or socialism, um,
0: and that was the, that well, was the choice. So, I think that is the choice he put in, in that, and it's, it's kind of how the campaign is going at the moment. But don't, don't you think that, and, and I mean, the point in my blog post that I, that I read out at the beginning there was that this is where the country is. The country is convinced that schools, hospitals, roads have to be provided by the state. So he's he's doing what works. He's doing what um, what is you know arguably politically savvy. But with all the spending commitments, with all of the you know Sajid Javid coming out and saying we're going to spend this amount on infrastructure and we're going to it's all investment, 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 which just means spending. Um, And it's extra on the NHS and it's extra on schools and it's extra on the police. Doesn't, when shown against someone else who'll just spend more, doesn't it look the same? Labour are out there saying they'll spend even more on the same things for the same reasons.
1: Well, yeah, with that, and, and I think what Labour actually said was, whatever they spend, we will, we will spend more, regardless yeah. of what it is. Yeah. And there's, there's no way they can ever prove how they're ever going to get this money. Um, yeah, so it's, it's just, they're just empty promises. And, and you, can, you can
0: do that as a, as a, as a politician. In that respect, them not championing the free market is a difference. So I get that, but the only other difference seems to be calling him a socialist and saying he's got terrorist friends and making it all about Corbyn again, which is I mean that be a short term. That should be enough. It should be enough, but it's not. It
1: doesn't appear to be though, does it? You know, um, you know there's anti-Semitism. There's his terrorist friends. There's him being on the side of everybody. But Britain for thirty-five years. Yeah,
0: um, the position on Brexit, if you can call it a position. Well,
1: yeah, the, the lack of a position on Brexit. Um, the, yeah, the, he's just been flip-flopping on that. Um, he flips off on everything. He's, he's still trying to sit on the fence with Brexit, and that we'll negotiate a deal, and then we'll campaign against our own
0: deal. It's just it's. But don't don't you think that a, a very clear, rather than make it about managerialism, which we've said in the past is a. Is a serious problem with politics at the moment. Well, that's that's what Boris
1: is doing. though, I think he's like,
0: that's what I'm saying. I am the
1: best manager. Of yes. course, the economy kind of needs to be managed,
0: but we need me doing it, and not, not this guy. Idiot. Yes, they're making it about competence, and it shouldn't be about competence. And I never know whether to use the word ideology. You've picked up on this before by saying actually, there is an absence of ideology if you take the state away from the market. Yeah, the market is not an ideology. The market is just what happens if you leave people alone.
1: Yeah, it's just everyone can come up with their own personal ideology, their own morals, and and whatever happens is, you know, whatever happens happens. So that's that's I've I've mentioned that as being like myself having a lack of ideology. Yeah, I I might be I might be, you know, capitalist, for example, um, but that doesn't mean that I want everybody else to be that. If you want to live in a commune with all of your mates, fine. That doesn't bother me in the slightest. You know, I just, I just don't want coercion. I don't want, I don't want control. I want everybody to be able to make their own decisions. I've also talked about a lack of ideology in both the left and the right, and for our podcast listeners, that air, are, quotes. air quotes in the left and the right, <laughs> um, in that they're not really, we're well, not, not anywhere near pure left or right anymore. Because right, the right-wing again. politicians will champion state-run education, state-run health, state-owned roads. Uh, and you've got your left wingers who will champion regulation and you know and the nanny state and, and banning things and you know customs unions and, and all these things. Um, so there's 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 no real you know you can't look at someone's policies and think. Or, or, you know, okay, they're, they're a clear right-wing party or they're a clear left-wing party or they're a clear liberal party or whatever. And you can't it's even, even if all. you if you looked at, you know, you looked at the conservative party, you'd, you'd read their manifesto, which is presumably going to come out in a couple of Soon, days. Soon, yeah. And, you know, normally with a, conser- for a conservative party, you'd be able to think and have a look at it and think, yes, these are conservative policies. But they're just like, the last manifesto was all over the place. Dire. Yeah. Uh, all over the place. Um, and I, you know, there's and Labour's have been a little bit like that for years now. You can't look, can't think, you? Don't think, okay, this is this is proper conservative stuff.
0: But this is the other point I made in the in the blog post, which is this 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 shift. To me, at, well, okay, it's is it ever leftwards or is it actually just ever statewards? Statewards, I think, because yeah. the
1: regular, you know, on on the left, you know, you've got more. You know, the NHS is getting bigger, and they're, you know, putting more in education. But then on the right, you've got like regulation, which is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. They're kind of the go stage yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right wing, yes, it is. But that's growing just yeah. as big as, as the, the, the left wing stuff.
0: I do, I do find it funny though when you see um, you see people on social media uh, and uh, commentators and you know and all this talking about how hard right um, the Conservative Party is, or how hard right, far right. Never quite know what the difference between so hard and far is in this sense. Um, that, that Boris and the entire cabinet are um, and uh, since, I'm, since I'm on the Twitter now I occasionally challenge these people to actually tell me these policies what, what are these far right policies you speak of and I'm not even saying they don't exist in some fashion but you can't say that all this stuff Boris shouting about the NHS and schools isn't far right it's arguably not right at all not in the slightest not in the slightest um, and but and likewise, I'll, I'll happily challenge people talking about how the Labour Party are far left, if their policies aren't particularly leftwards either. Now, I think on the whole they are. I think they are now. <laughs>
1: A couple of years ago, you could have got away with that. I think no,
0: I... if we were talking about Blair again, um, yeah. there would have Boy been this Brown or even even
1: Miliband to <coughs> us was you know reasonably centrist. Yeah, you know, he was, on the, he, was on the, he was definitely left of centre, but he wasn't. He, you know, he's no Corbyn. Cool Price be. caps and things like yeah, this. Yeah. yeah but that, that, so that's right wing yeah that's what I'm saying you know he, he had I, I, I think I think with Ed Miliband he picks right wing policies the same for the same reason that someone like Boris would pick left wing policies like the NHS because he doesn't see a way around it he thinks that's as good as he's going to get so right. Ed Miliband would probably nationalise the energy industry if he could but he knows that's never going to fly so what's the next so we'll best thing we'll regulate it to hell we'll regulate it to within an inch of his life Boris may want to have more private sector involvement in healthcare, but he knows that's never going to fly either. So, as a politician in Britain, yes. you have to champion the NHS. That's it. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it it's a given. You'll, you won't last five minutes if you talk about even reducing the scope of the NHS. Yeah. Or even if you're not reducing the scope and you're saying, okay, maybe the, maybe the, the public sector isn't quite as good as the private sector in these areas, let's employ the private sector while still paying for it by the state. That you wouldn't last five minutes doing that either. So you know, I, th- I think a lot of these politicians are just thinking, "Well, this is as good as I'm going to get,
0: so I'll, I'll be a little bit more right-wing." Which is why I think they're not really ide- ideological; they just want to get in power. Exactly. exactly managerialism again. I'm the competent one. The other one isn't incompetent. Um, and I, that, but this is this is why. This is why I think there's a chance now. Whereas I said in in, in the blog post that um, that this is why Boris is going to win, and I think there's 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 a a big chance that that's going to happen, and that actually most of the public are in that position I've just described and that we just outlined um, of of very much being accepting of the views that these are the things that you deliver by the state. Uh, and that he's more trustworthy, regardless of how much he lies as a politician. He's more trustworthy than the other ones. Um, and at least he's saying he'll get out of the way in the other bits that, that I like, which is the, the the free market. That's probably where most people are. So do you think, though, that that is
1: more or less important
0: than Brexit?
1: which they obviously the two things that people are... Were-
0: what, what do you mean? Just n- not having a socialist in power? Can- Compared to Brexit, or so, the mythical well, we're talk, we're, blend. Talk, we're talking about the general election.
1: Yeah. and who's going to win? Yeah, so obviously on people's minds, on the one hand, there's going to be well, you know, who can best manage the economy. Uh, I, I, I hate that term. No, yeah. nobody can manage an economy, but yeah. who's going to be least worst or whatever? Yeah, uh, who 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 do you want in charge? Uh, is it is it your, your kind of your Boris centrism who champions you know free markets but also pays for everything? Yeah, or is it you know is it Corbyn? Um, so you've got that, but then you've also got Brexit. So that you know, these, these hard remainers, who, who are they gonna who are they gonna vote for? Are they gonna are they gonna think I need to vote for Boris no. because the country's gonna go to the dogs or they're gonna vote for I can't remember her name. The the, the, the Joe Swinson. Li- Joe Swinson. Yeah. Her. That's what she refers to herself now and you know everything, isn't it? Yeah, un- unless unless it's on have you seen the bus? Yeah.
0: It's not the Liberal Democrats. Joe Swinson. Joe Swinson's liberal. liberal Democrats. Well she's just Right, let's just divert for a moment. She's just taking everything Clinton, out of the Hillary she? playbook. Everything. How well did that work out for her? I know. At least pick a winning strategy. I know. It's yeah, a- she didn't pick, did pick Thatcher, did she? No. She won three elections. No. no. Nonsense. Anyway. That's enough about the Liberal Democrats. Um, yeah, look, I, how important is Brexit? It's a, that, that's a different difficult one. I'm not going to sit here and predict the outcome of the election. Not least of which because Is that because of the last time you predicted. The yeah, election? I'm done. I am done you, predicting you, you elections. Me, you, I was you, really good at you it. We had and, uh, like four in a row that were good, and and one that was. I'm done. Look, I'm giving <laughs> I'm giving my political punditry here. Okay, and there are splits on both sides. Now, in the last couple of days, certainly in the last week since we first talked about this. Um, uh, Farage has come out and said that they won't contest the 317 seats that the Tories won in in the 2017 election. That is significant, but not significant enough. It's not because to cause they're m- still targeting the
1: the, the, the marginal seats the, that the Conservatives need to in order get to to a get majority through.
0: Exactly. So it's not as simple as that. But like you just highlighted there, on the Remain side, who do you vote for? The Liberal Democrats are have the most transparent position. Um, but they've got no chance of being in power.
1: Presumably, you, you'd say, so, okay, you're an arch Remainer. If you're, if you want to stop Brexit, you've got to pick the party that, other than the Brexit Party, that is most likely to beat the Tories. Surely. So, if you're in a, if you're in a seat, but, where but, it's this, two but you're highlighting less, exactly the problem. It's, it's got to
0: be tight seat.
1: It's got to ta- be tactical voting Absolutely. for Remainers, and um, it's got to be tactical voters.
0: Voting for Leavers as well.
1: Yeah, but there's only there are only like six or seven seats that the Brexit Party have got any chance of winning. I think I think Leavers just are just got to vote Conservative.
0: I agree, but they won't. There's there there is a hardcore bunch of them. I mean, UKIP's vanished, evaporated.
1: But if you look at the polls, the Brexit Party are only like five or six percent of that, so they're vanishing.
0: Yes, and they could. And so again, I, I don't want this to be about making predictions. They could vanish. They could they could go. This, this could be the end of it um, and if let's be very clear if conservatives get in with a decent enough majority even if it's like 20 or 30 gets Brexit done more air quotes and um, and we leave with a free trade deal he sticks to the promises made which is the reason that Farage is standing down those candidates in those 300 constituencies which is no extension to the um, I don't, what do they call it? Implementation period? Transition period? Delay is what it is. And a proper free trade agreement, Canada, Super Canada, plus 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 or whatever they want to call it. If that happens, then their work is done, the Brexit party. Farage's work is done. That is out. It is out. It is free trading. It is past any other nonsense. In the scheme of things, I know it costs 39 billion quid. Well, more actually, based on. The, have you noticed
1: people aren't talking <laughs> about that
0: at all anymore? It's, it's not in the campaign, it? Yeah, even even,
1: to be, even the Brexit party aren't making a thing of that.
0: Yeah, interesting.
1: You know, they, they, you think they, they have been pulling the deal apart. They have, but they have. That's it. They haven't been pulling the cost of it. They could all. They could also yeah. say, "You didn't even get us a rebate of five billion quid, Boris."
0: Right. Thatcher would have would have come back with you know. But again, it's because it's because the talk has now turned to money. Now, I I have been a believer in the past that the electorate goes through these cycles of wanting to spend money and not wanting to spend money. By money, the electorate's money and having the politicians spend it on their behalf. I mean, it is obviously a crazy thing that we don't agree with. But uh, during the Blair years, I think people wanted, I think that the vast majority of people did want money to be ploughed in to hospitals and schools, and so we all got new hospitals and schools, and that's and that's what happened. And then they get to the point where the, the the economy's bust and the coffers are empty. And um, what did Liam Byrne write? There is no money left, uh, and so that's when the Tories are voted in again. I think I think we're back there again, though not not at the point where the money's gone. I think we're back there again, where all politicians think that all the electorate want is just more money to be spent. Yeah, the, the, the disappointing... And so the money, the, the, the £39 billion is a drop in the ocean compared to what will be spent on the NHS and schools and hospitals. But the disappointing thing is, though, that we haven't gone through
1: that period where we've sorted out the economy in the meantime, which is yeah. traditionally what Conservative parties tend to do. Yes. they come in, they inherit an absolute mess, and they get it to
0: slightly less of a mess, and then Labour come in again. I mean, it is slightly less of a mess. But you know, austerity is not the word but you, to, use you, to describe
1: if, it. You no, know, not at all. And if you think if you compare what Thatcher inherited in '79, yeah, and then you know what Blair inherited in
0: '97, and the tax reforms that happened during that time, um, the the size of our tax code, and again, you know, Osborne was one of those ones that came in saying that they'll, they'll reform tax. He was, he, I remember he before we going, he it. talked about he talked about flatter taxes. He did, and he doubled the tax code. Which had already been tripled under Gordon Brown. So Ex- just, exactly, it's, exactly. Now, did you see that graph? Um, uh, Dominic Frisbee drew a graph. It's literally a hand-drawn graph. Um, no, no. Uh, and it's like you know, number of number of lines in uh, number of words in the Bible and great the, the uh, complete works of Shakespeare and stuff like that. Uh, the the was it the Hutton report or uh, the, the, the the Your Art Report or something like that, and then you've got. UK tax code, like 10 well, it's some, million. It's something like, like 10 million it's words. over
1: 10 times the tax code, isn't it, or something? It's
0: And, um, so... 10 you, times the size of the Bible, should I say? Yeah, yeah. UK, UK tax code, um, 10 million. Hong Kong tax code, less than 150,000. Now, 150,000 is still... <laughs> still a lot. A lot. But in comparison... Ten million. No wonder nobody understands the tax system. No wonder it's full of loopholes. Well, so how? I mean, how long would that take you to read? If you wanted to
1: read the tax code, that would take you years. That's not understanding. It, that's just reading, reading it. it. And you have to. By the by the end of it, you have to read it again. It's, it'd be like the fourth, painting the fourth bridge. Well, it's going to have changed. You know, by the time you finished it, not only will it have already doubled, probably, but you'd have to even if it, even if it was absolutely static. You'd have to read it again because you'd have
0: no idea what you read five years ago. The, and this is where I look, part. I mean, the lawyers love it. Lawyers, oh, of course. This. But you know, and for all our um, our hope um, of, of just you know getting less in the state and removing removing entire things from from state control, if we had a ten percent, even a frankly even a twenty percent flat tax rate, think think how much simpler that would be. There would be no question anymore. No, no, you pay tax on it. You pay 10, you pay 20%, you pay that's it. No no exceptions. No one gets a free ride. Doesn't, it doesn't no matter how, It doesn't matter how you earn it, whether it's through dividends or whether it's nope.
1: through your income or whatever. It's like. But it also, there's,
0: there's none of this, ah, oh, we don't like that so it taxes more. We do like that so we tax it, tax it less. I mean, that essentially is all the tax code is. We like this more, we don't like this more, and we use tax to incentivize and disincentivize. Um, but think how much simpler it would. Be. I mean, you could, you could basically hire the uh, fire sorry uh, most of HMRC because they wouldn't need to do anything it would just be that that flat rate um, it would it would free up. there would be so little red tape and the, as you said the lawyers and the tax code specialists that you have to hire to navigate it. I mean in, so
1: in Farage's defence I'm sure a few years ago he was talking about having a 25% flat tax for everything yeah um, which obviously isn't our ideal but it's a million times better than what we have now.
0: But but bringing it back to the the main kind of subject, the money is just is just huge now. And so thirty nine billion doesn't sound like a lot anymore. If I'm also promising fifty billion over ten years, and another forty billion over here, another ten billion over here, another hundred billion over there, uh, it's just it's just pocket change. And in fact, they're using it because there's been an acceptance publicly. Actually, people have accepted the thirty nine billion. As a cost of getting Brexit done. If you look at the polls and you see that actually most people do want Brexit in some form, then that means that they're accepting it for £39 billion. Ah, excellent. I can spend £39 billion. That means I can spend another £39 billion over here and another £39 billion over here. So you could argue that because of the Brexit deal and the payment, it's allowed them all to go,
1: Ah, oh, that's big money now,
0: I? You're letting me spend it on this so I can spend it on other things as well. And this is the problem. The problem is two spending parties, and so whether you say we've, had, we've had that for a while, though I know, probably. but and, and I'm saying it's only moving in that direction. This is the problem. The the I think the Conservative Party had an opportunity here to 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 really come out for the for the case for freedom. Well, for Katniss, so I not I
1: was hoping for that because after after the, the, the people the wishy-washy the years of Cameron and Osborne, which was just. It was just Gordon Brown again, basically. It was tax Gordon, and spend. Gordon Brown light. Yeah, 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 I mean, they had a they, they, they didn't have anything that you could actually call austerity. There was a, a little bit of low hanging fruit. Yeah, but the amount of you know the amount of spending they were doing was was proper proper Gordon Brown stuff. Um, so i remember thinking after that, okay, maybe Boris is going to distinguish himself from that. Well, certainly so May limit- was
0: worse. May was interventionist. Yeah, 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 yeah as well. Yeah. well so she, lots, she lots of lots of really right massive. Stuff.
1: Yeah, nanny state. Yeah. Um, I, I hoped that that Boris, with his supposedly Ayn Rand libertarian cabinet, yeah, you know, Sajid Javid, etc., yeah, which, Priti Patel, yeah, all these all these people who are supposedly for you know for smaller bra, government, lower people tax. who have written
0: books saying we should merge departments and get rid of bits and all this, yeah, proper proper tax
1: cutters. Um, so I was hoping that they would be like a, a refreshing change, and yeah. they would actually start, you know, start. Reducing the size of the state, well, yeah. but they don't—they don't appear to be doing that at all. They're just—they're no. playing—they're playing the Labor Party at their own game. Well, we can—you can, want spending? We can do spending. And you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about—we'll talk about free markets a little bit,
0: so we can justify the spending, but we can still do spending. And—and and this is this is the problem: is that the the left uh, and the Labor Party have defined the turf that they fight on. Uh, and they must be rubbing their hands with glee. They're, they're, and it, you can argue actually that um, you know the reason that Theresa May had certain interventionist policies was because of Ed Miliband, you know. Uh, and even actually some of the policies well, So, so their manifesto
1: Camisto was very similar to what Ed Miliband was talking about,
0: wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. And that's like that's just not a good model for anything, is it? Um, and without that contrast, if it's just about how much you spend. And how good you are at managing it, I don't think it's a good argument that the other guy is not as good. I just, I just don't, and I don't think it's a good argument that spending less than the other side, without changing the argument as you've put it there, is a particular vote winner. Well, so well, I think they, there's a real danger. Well, so, so they missed they
1: missed an opportunity, and and I was I was I was really hopeful that they would, you know, kind of have this specific change in 2010 when when kind of Cameron got in. And they missed the so boat there. So yes. they properly missed the missed the opportunity when May had uh, her election. I could kind of understand her the, the twenty seventeen election. 2017 election. I could kind of understand her not really doing that and just making it you know a, a bit more yeah a bit more rap Brexit. I mean, obviously she just screwed up everything, but I could understand her not wanting to do not Can wanting I? to rock the boat too much. But Boris, with this one, it's just it, it's like. It's like the the opportunities there, and it's just
0: whizzing over his head. Yeah, and it's just if anyone could articulate that message, it's him. And certainly, yeah. And then you put you you, you bring along the likes of Gove, another good communicator, and Rob and, and Patel and Liz. Truss, she loves. I mean, I, I don't I don't necessarily agree with her way of articulating it. But at least she's a free marketeer, and, uh, and she you know, she likes she likes you know this stuff, and she would talk about it if 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 taken off the leash. Um, but in fact, I haven't even heard of her heard from her in the, the election campaign um, yet so far. I kind of don't mind if they just put Boris out there, but it's got to be on the it's got to be on the right stuff, and the the danger is that they've just missed that opportunity now, and that people will start questioning whether or not they should in the in the seats that the Brexit Party is contesting they might be saying, is this freedom-loving enough? And I might as well just vote for it on a single issue and put my pro- and still protest again, like I protested in 2016. In fact, maybe I was never a Conservative or a Labour voter, but I voted in 2016 to leave because I wanted to put one in the eye. What's the best way of doing that again? To vote for the Brexit Party. So there's a chance still that the Brexit Party um, take votes away from the Conservatives, stop them getting their majority, and we're right back where we started. Well, yeah, because so if you look
1: at if you look at the polls, the the Brexit party are on sort seven of percent, depending on who's polling. Um, which sounds like oh, that's nothing. That's nothing at all. However, there are lots of seats that are decided literally that margin by five or six percent. Yeah, which could be enough. Yeah, to you know to 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 elect a, a liberal democrat or a Labour MP or someone awful like that. Um, yeah, not that not that I'm really advocating for Conservative MPs at all, but they are you know. And the, the the least worst. I well,
0: think. look. The only way the only way to get Brexit is seat by seat. And if you don't have specific polling, accurate polling, even for your seat, then how are you going to know whether or not it's worth voting for either the Brexit Party if you're for Leave or uh, for Labour or um, the Lib Dems if you want Remain? Uh, it, it, both sides have got to employ tactical voting. Unless it becomes simpler, and the only way for it to become simpler on the Leave side is for the Brexit Party to stand down completely, or to literally stand in ten or twenty seats. I mean, so,
1: like there, so there, there are the seats of the Brexit Party have a chance of winning. Boris could potentially do a deal
0: with those seats. He's not going to. He hasn't mm-hmm. done a deal now. He's not going to do a deal. I, yeah, he? I don't think he will. Um, but he could. He could. Farage has been out saying very specifically this is a unilateral decision. This wasn't a deal that they did. They came to this conclusion that they decided to, to do it. Boris but, but Bur-
1: could do a deal where he says, look, we, we won't stand candidates. in." I don't think it's a good you idea won't. because the Conservative Party has got a huge history. They're a massive party and the yeah. Brexit Party for been around for six months. So to do a deal with a party that's only been around six months seems a bit daft. But he could say, we won't stand candidates in these seven or eight seats. As long as you vote for the Brexit deal. Um, as long as you vote for our deal and... Um, you know, you you don't put candidates in these marginals
0: that we are targeting. That would be the proper deal. That's you would have to do it. It would have to be then like well, yeah, for like it would enough.
1: be seat to seat. Yeah, that's, yeah. One, that's what I mean.
0: Yeah, exactly. It will never do it. It's not going to happen. Isn't it ironic though that if you take Leave and Remain out of this, that the 21 ex-Tory MPs that um, uh, that were expelled as part of uh, the Brexit deal, this is this is their their dream this type of centrism isn't it your gawks and your Hammonds and your ruds this you know this this championing of of uh, of the public sector in the way that boris does it that that type of centrism that's the type of conservative party they want to be part of
1: but it's that kind of brexit derangement syndrome that they got where they just it's just it's such an issue for them yeah and they're such ardent remainers that it doesn't matter you at hear, all
0: what boris says did you hear gawk has decided to run as an independent has he <laughs> yeah uh, and, uh, and, when, um, and and when, and yeah, pro remain, um, and uh, when the Lib Dems were asked um, if they would stand down their candidate, they're like, no. <laughs> well, yeah,
1: so even, even though he's pro remain, he voted for May's deal, I believe. Yeah, because he was part of the two candidate. Two or time. three times. Yep. Yeah. So um, I don't blame them, I'm not. So um, yeah, I, I, you can understand the Liberal Democrats thinking, hang on a second, you voted for Brexit. Yeah. E- even though you and I would not call that deal Brexit yeah. at
0: all, the Lib Dems would. So I think there's a chance that we have a hung parliament again. I think that. Interesting. I think that um, Boris could fluff it. I think I think Boris could fluff it because people would just go. I oh, know. I just want people to spend. They're, they're not winning. They're not winning. The argument for but less are they, government. are if,
1: if they want people to spend, are they really going to vote for
0: Corbyn? I'm, I'm saying that was the that was that's been the problem. If anybody, so, of okay,
1: so if anybody else was leading the Labour Party, I would probably say, yeah, you're, I think you're right. But I think Corbyn is that toxic that I don't think even if you want greater spending. I mean, how, so we got you've got ex Labour MPs who are saying, I don't I know, know of Boris a, at no, all.
0: But please don't vote for I, Corbyn. I I I agree. It is different this time to 2017 in that those former Tory, uh, sorry, former Labour members and MPs are being very vocal about it because it was too close to call that time. I I get that. Um, But I just think, why is it it close? Why? It shouldn't be close. It should be a walk in the The park. The same way that it shouldn't have been close in 2017
1: either. May was like 30 or 40 points ahead and she squandered all of
0: them in like six weeks by being
1: an absolute muppet.
0: The vote share right now in the polls... Is basically the vote share of the 2017 election so going hey yeah look Boris is on 40 42% and Labour are down there, that was the vote share. Again you've got to remember we've got gerrymandered constituencies here, we've got constituencies where it's way easier for Labour to win than it is for Conservatives. Now yes it's all fault on the marginals but percentage-wise you look at the polls there isn't much of a gap and and that's, that's the problem and Look, I would love it. I like I genuinely, would, genuinely would love it if a party won fifty percent of the vote. Now it hasn't happened since like Baldwin or something. You know, it's it's happened like once in the last hundred years or something. But an an actual majority of votes, more than fifty percent of votes. Would would be quite something.
1: I mean, that so they were talking about that happening in twenty seventeen, weren't they? You know, when it, when it, when May was getting when it, it looked was ridiculous forty three percent, forty four percent, forty like a Reagan percent. election. Yeah, yeah, and people were saying, "How oh, winning
0: fifty states states this kind of thing?" Yeah, I believe Boris has within him the ability to do that, but not with the current campaign. Look, I'm, I, look, if 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 it turns out I'm wrong, I'll I'm not going to eat my hat. Uh, but uh, but I'll be happy to be proved wrong in this sense, in this case. I certainly don't want there to be a socialist in power. I think that the people in the Labour Party, other than being, a lot of them being quite laughable as, uh, as, as people, um, very, very scary and sinister at the top. But where's the party that I can truly vote for? There isn't one. And this choice between... Uh, two statist parties um, is 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 not good, uh, and and the, the the more that they position themselves, now, the the way that Boris says um, free market and um, and uh, treasured public services, he's putting them together like they should be 50-50, like there should be this magic line. The magic line is. Fifty percent, and as long as the you know, the the one half of the economy pays for the other half of the economy, then I as leader get to control this other half. We're not there, but we're getting on for that. Now we're not at 35 percent. We're at forty odd percent of the economy is the the public sector. And that's not that's not where I think it should be. Not least of which because it would be better delivered. All of those services we be better delivered. Nobody's arguing for it, and so it's just. Which, how much socialism do you want? Not whether you should have socialism or not. How much socialism you should have, and whereas Boris is going, oh, you can't trust this guy's a socialist. You're a socialist. It, that's that's what you're doing. You're yeah. just being a socialist for these bits. That's that's the
1: way the Overton window is moving, isn't it? This is the problem. If you look at the polls it, on nationalising, you know, like banks, energy companies, I don't, I don't agree trains, with all
0: everyone is moving leftwards. Those. Those polls are scary. They're in the like 60 odd percent, aren't they? Those polls. But I think that's because they're just not being shown the alternative. That's that's what I lament, even though I think that it might work as a as a strategy.
1: So I'm gonna ask you again. I know you don't want to answer, but I'm gonna ask you again. Is Boris gonna win? You just want me to make a prediction. Yes. Then? Well, do you think he's gonna win? I think he will win by between 30 to 40 seats that's my prediction. oh really you're in
0: the uh kind of Toby Young kind of school of thought. Is that what he said? Yeah. Well I, mean,
1: I don't I don't I'm not sure what I want to happen. Um you know because it's just I don't I don't like any of them. I don't like anything any of them are doing. Yep. Um you know the Brexit deal isn't great. Tory policies aren't great. Labour policies aren't great. Liberal Dem policies aren't great. It's, you know, I, okay, I don't want Labour in charge, because they are the worst.
0: Well, it's not right, right but this was about predictions. You're not yeah. asking me what I want, you're asking me, and I've asked so, you. So, okay, 30, I think 30 to 40 seats, even right. though it's probably, i not sure. I think this far out in the campaign, I think there's still time for all sorts of things to happen that oh, of change course, this. Oh, of course, But your prediction right now, yeah, based on right, yeah, right now. Is, is this your classic, if the election was held tomorrow kind of thing?
1: because i think well, I mean, I so think there wrong. are
0: shy tories i think that the polls aren't going to show all of the people that will vote yeah for but the i Senate think party. there's i think there's going to be i think
1: the polls are showing i think there will be some shy tories yeah but i also think there's ample time for boris to make a few screw ups which will kind of so i think the polls yeah. probably go down and then at the at the, at the at the end when people get into the ballot box they'll think oh, I just can't vote for corbyn or the brexit party whatever and they'll vote, they'll vote for boris
0: i think um, there is a chance after everything i've said today where I'm, I'm, I'm worried that he's not making it a stark enough choice. Uh, I think actually there is a chance that if he wins, he wins big. That it's it's back up to where so it's sort of 60-70 seat majority, think? 90, ninety odd. I think there's a I think there's a proper chance of that if people just buy into the happy warrior the, of, of Boris of him just being upbeat and positive about things, and. And unapologetic about the market and unapologetic about the state-run services. I think there's a lot of people who will just go, oh, yes, yeah, Boris, is not there's even, there's even Labour candidates who, if you look back at their, um, their history on social media, they're cheering on Boris like three or four years ago, and now they're running as a Labour candidate. Boris has something. Boris won in London. Boris is Twice. a winner. Twice. Twice. In, in one of those left-wing areas. Boris the is a winner. I'm worried that the strategy doesn't work, but at the same time, there's a reason I wrote that blog post a month ago. I think he might have the magic formula, not of the economy, but of winning the election. And in which case, actually, we might be set on a hundred seat majority. In which case, not that I would like the Conservative Party with all of their spending and all of that and having free reign on stuff. I don't. I don't like that. I would love to see the fruition of a certain £3 vote that I made in 2015 and the destruction of the Labour Party and and it, and it to implode and for these people at the top to be consigned to the dustbin of history. That's
1: what I'd like. Okay, so on that note, um, thank you for uh, watching and listening to Sounding Um Again, please subscribe wherever you're listening to. Uh, take a look on YouTube and subscribe there as well. Uh, we don't need to support us. I know, I know lots of people use these kind of bits at the end of podcasts and say, please, you know, please donate to my Patreon and all that kind of stuff. We don't need, you don't do, do this that. for free. Just, if you'd like us, uh, please share the videos and um, podcasts and send them to your friends. And thank you very much.
0: Thank you.